What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel. And today I want to talk about how badly and poorly Americans communicate with our political leaders. We do not clearly tell them what it is that we want. I've heard so many times people saying, well, my life really isn't any better, or I don't feel like our political leaders are doing enough, and a lot of things like that. And when it comes to police reform, absolutely. They damn sure haven't done enough. When it comes to prison and criminal justice uh, reform and change these laws, they damn sure have not done enough. That we know without a doubt. And I'm gonna touch on that more later on because there is a particular legislation that we as a people have never advocated for and that's what kind of spurns this conversation today because there's one particular piece of legislation that we absolutely desperately need when it comes to police reform that nobody is talking about. And when I thought about that, it brought to mind all of the other complaints that I've heard from people about political figures and political leaders and saying they haven't done enough. But a lot of the time, when I ask a person, what is it that a political leader could do that would make you happy, that would satisfy you? What is it exactly that you want from a political leader? Most people don't even know. Aside from the issue that I just mentioned about police reform and prison reform and criminal justice and all of this, aside from that, people don't really know what they want. How can you complain about a political figure not doing something that you want when you don't even know what it is that you want. It reminds me of like when you're in a relationship and you say, I'm, I'm unhappy, my partner isn't doing what I want. And then you ask, well, what is it that you want? I don't know what I want. Or in some cases you do know what you want, but you haven't said anything. So how is that person supposed to know? So I want you really truly just to be honest with yourself, reflect on yourself and people in your circle. Do you guys actually know what you want and have you communicated it? Have you put that down on paper? Have you spoken it? Have you really truly advocated for it? A lot of the time, no. Sometimes you'll know what the issue is, but you don't know how the person should fix it, right? So we'll talk about things like, we'll say, well, we have an issue with uh, infrastructure or we have an issue with health care. Okay, so you know what the issue is, but do you know what the solution is? Can you offer and provide a solution? You see, this is where the missing piece is. And this is where I put the responsibility back on us as the people. We have got to bring forward the solutions. We can't rely on the political leaders themselves to come up with it. That's why there are a couple of organizations that have come up that are teaching people how to write legislation. And by writing legislation, you can advocate for precisely what it is that you want to see done by the political leader. And that's what I've done for police reform. And I'm going to go ahead and explain that and I'm going to go back to what it is that I think everyone should be doing when you know there's a problem about how to bring forward the solutions. I wrote an actual bill that I want proposed to at the least the Louisiana State Congress because this is this is really the core of the issue with getting justice from rogue cops, cops who are killing violently. The legislation as it is currently written says that in the majority of states, if not all states, all a police officer has to say is that he felt that his life was in danger. It does not actually codify exactly what that means. He's able to just say it of his own feeling. Whatever it is, he can shoot somebody, just like we've seen with Breonna Taylor and several other people, Tamir Rice and John Crawford, just so many people, right? 
And all that officer has to say is, I feared for my life or I feared for the life of someone else. There's no nothing in the law that dictates what is reasonable fear of danger. There's nothing like that. So I put together a bill, and I know that the bill's not going to stay exactly as it is, just like the Affordable Care Act did not stay exactly as it was originally written, because, you know, Congress is going to debate on it and whatever else. But at the core of it, this is a good starting point, and I'm going to share this legislation on my Facebook pages, my Instagram, TikTok, all of my pages, at Word of a Rebel. Please forward it to your Congress members. Get people talking about this, because in the legislation that I wrote, it specifically says what kind of visual confirmation the police officer has to have before he or she is allowed to use their weapon and which weapon specifically are they permitted to use. It also uh, leans on the um, safety protocol within the military uh, when it comes to, um, you know, ascertaining whether or not there's a, a threat, a viable threat. And it puts it into law and says firmly, basically, like, for example, with Breonna Taylor, her death would have never happened. Because if those officers had even tried to begin to go to that place, they would have been fired before even trying to go. Because it, it, the legislation that I've written does not permit the approach to a, a residence in the way that they did it. Right. So they have this thing about now they're trying to do the, the no knock warrants. OK, well, also when it comes to which may help with the Breonna Taylor preventing another Breonna Taylor murder, um, but it's not enough. So when we think about John Crawford, the legislation that I've written would have put that officer in jail immediately because he did not utilize what the way that I wrote the law. He didn't utilize common sense to determine whether or not John Crawford was actually a threat. And as we all saw from the footage, he was not. Same thing with Tamir Rice. The way that the law is currently written, that we have, uh, it doesn't protect any of us. But the new law that I have written would have protected someone like Tamir Rice and John Crawford. Um, and if it didn't protect them, it would have immediately put their murderers in prison. There would have been no question. That's what we have to remember. When we are upset about the way something is handled, it is being handled based on the law as it is currently written. And we need to advocate and put pressure for changes to these legislations. And this exact same thing just, you know, really translates into everything that we have when it comes to social needs, because, you know, we get mad whenever the politicians don't really put together legislation that that addresses what we want. But how many of you are actually being clear about what you want? Like whenever you say stuff like, OK, well, I'm not satisfied with the health care in my state or in my city. OK, well, then you need to advocate for that. I, I know that there are some activists out there who are very, very vocal about what the community needs. But if you as an individual, I, I, just, I personally, my thing is, look, if you're going to complain, you need to fight for what it is that you want. You need to get out there. You need to pick up a phone. You need to send emails. You need to write up legislation. Because if you're not, you're not going to get what you want. It's exactly like in a marriage. It's exactly like at a workplace. <clears throat> if you don't speak up, you ain't going to get shit that you won't. That's the reality. Now, beyond that, beyond advocating for the legislation, 
there's also a certain level of personal responsibility in your situation. Not everything about your life is controlled by a law. Maybe you thought it was. Maybe that's what you always believed all your life. Maybe that's what everybody that you know believes. But the reality is, not every part of your life is controlled by a law. There is a substantial part of your life that is in your control. And that's something that I speak about on a regular basis. Most of my episodes on my podcast have dealt with, you know, financial growth, um, mental health focus, physical health focus, the things that you can actually direct. What power do you have in your life immediately, right? We know that we have the power of our voice and the things that I just mentioned about advocating for yourself when it comes to legislation, you know, being very vocal, being very involved, because if you're gonna complain, you need to be damn sure that you're involved. But beyond that, it's about taking the power of what you can in your life. What things can you impact? Can you impact the, the things that you eat? Can you impact the level of activity that you have? Can you change the people who are present in your life? And I'm not talking about changing them the way they act. I'm talking about choosing who is allowed in your life. Do you have the power to control that? For almost everybody out there, the answer is yes to all three. Can you change your perspective on things to have a healthier mental health capacity? See, it's very, very important, especially in a year like 2020, to think about the power that you have. Because right now, with so much that became uncertain, so much that just became uncomfortable this year, right? One thing that I hope that you focus on to help yourself through this challenging year is to focus on your, your, your power, your power over what you can control. You have the power to control how you view things. You have the power to have a healthier perspective. You have the power to control so much of your life, but a lot of people hand over that power. And they simply say, I'm unhappy with A, B, and C. I'm unhappy with that. And maybe you are. And maybe you have every right to be. Probably so. But if you're unhappy, do you want to sit and wallow in that? Or do you want to take control where you can? So within your own personal life, I just want you to ask yourself, what are the changes that I can make? Like just now, a few minutes ago, um, I just left from the park. And the reason that I went there, like I had been doing like a lot of work and most of you know that I have three businesses that I, you know, run for myself as well as having a full-time job, being a parent and having a committed relationship. Um, and for some people they may say, well, that's a lot. Well, it's all about time management, right? Cause my parenting role is actually a positive one and I choose to, to make it that way. When she works my nerves, I step away and I get my woo-saw time, okay? Cause she's a kid. Kids gonna work your nerves. My relationship is a very healthy one. I'm very satisfied and happy with my partner. Now, I've had partners in the past that I wasn't happy with, right? Um, and I, you know, but it's a matter of taking power and taking charge of your life and choosing to exit a relationship that is harmful for you. And I've done that in the past, and the relationship that I have now is a positive one. But I mentioned that I came from the park just now because earlier today I was doing work that had to do with my businesses. And it's worthwhile. I love my businesses. They make me very content. But at the same time, I still recognized as I was leaving the space where I was working, I felt a tug on my spirit saying, you need comfortable time in nature. You need to relax. 
good self-care moment. I almost talked myself out of it. I almost said, no, 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 no. Go ahead and do some more work, right? But I said, nope, self-care is important. The work can wait a couple of hours. And so what I did is I went to the park. I walked until I felt that the space that I was in was a space that I wanted to be in. I laid out my yoga mat. I did slow breathing under a beautiful blue sky. I heard laughter and conversation as people walked past on the space behind me. There was a sidewalk about you know 20 feet away. Um, and I just enjoyed the air. There were birds coming by. Then I did some yoga. Then I did some more meditation. Um, and then I walked and took photos, random photos, because I had my camera with me. And I love photography and I love the energy of that. Um, and when I left from that space, I felt cleansed. And it was a personal choice that I made, right? Because I recognized that I needed something. And so I told myself, because I was the only person who could control that in that moment. I told myself, self, you need this. Go relax. And so I want you to think about that, right? Taking time for yourself. Doing something slightly out of your norm, right? Something slightly different than what you've been doing for the past six months, right? It could be a walk. It could be painting. It could be sewing something. It could be, you know, doing exercises in your backyard. It could be practicing how to do a handstand, right? Anything to just break yourself out of monotony and open up your mind to newness, to growth. It may seem silly, some of the ideas that I just gave you, but you go ahead and try it. See what happens to you mentally. Like, oh wait, I tried this new thing. Let me try some more new things. And think about the parts of your life that you need healing in. Or the parts of your life that simply could be stronger and better. Maybe they're not unhealthy, but maybe they could be stronger and better. And what can you personally do? It starts with small steps, small changes. And taking it all the way back to the social change aspect. These things in our community that we know we need to see change, we need to see progress made. What specifically would progress look like? Write that down. Record an audio recording of yourself speaking it into existence. What would that progress look like? And then the next step is you do the work that you can do and then you communicate and you demand and you advocate with political leaders who are in positions of authority who can write these legislations and make these changes and make them do it. And you're not alone. Trust and believe that in your community, there's probably an organization who is doing this work and you can be a part of it. Reach out to them, communicate with them, advocate and support. Be united with others of like mind. So I hope that you guys are inspired by this episode today to focus on the parts of your life that you can take control and that you have true power. Remember that you have more power over your existence than anybody else in this life does. No one else can control your path. You control it. Own it. As always, this is Word of a Rebel. I am here for empowerment. Be sure to hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above at Word of a Rebel. Let me know what it is that you're working on. Drop me a comment, shoot me a message, and tell me what it is that you're working on. What are the changes that you're making? Or maybe you want an idea, a change that you can make. Let me know what, what it is that you're looking for. I'll give you an idea if necessary. I'll give you a creative outlook. And if I don't know the answer, I'll get it for you. Peace.